Hello, just a short little quick note, maybe a bonus if you want to call it that way. Adam Curtis has put out his recent new documentary, Doc Chronicling How We Got to This Point in 2020. Um, the last part tends to be, well, I did see most of the film. And the last part tends to be a little bit antsy, as it were. But here's my early ideas about what this film entails. I think the film is, by technical ability, one of the better ones that he did. It came at the right time. I'm not going to diminish his work throughout the years. I feel him and Cam Burns are some of the best documentarians in the world today. Cam Burns has his style. He upgraded it in Vietnam in a way that was above the fray in certain ways. And it was a deeply tough thing to watch. And you know his type of ways that he does these things. And it is just very difficult to go through on certain aspects on how it was handled. Curtis does it in a completely different direction. Using the old footage and all the rest of it. And he got from the BBC the footage that they were able to save. And in some ways, he's more the outwardy out force for Ken Burns is the out force for PBS. He is like their golden standard, the talisman. Whereas Curtis is the guy who acts like Zeratul. He works in the shadows and all the rest of it. So if you can see the way that Americans do their documentaries and the way the British do their documentaries and the way the Japanese and their legends do their documentaries, you get a sense on how these things are put together and paced into showcasing how the way the world seems to work. But I do have some very deep misguided Givings, despite the beautiful work he's done in this particular film, one of his best. It stands near Ken Burns's work. I know I'm being normie in this particular sense, but we have to talk about this particular thing. But I, because I'm doing a project that is somewhat related to emotions and how things are handled, I have to be a little bit critical because. Ladies and gentlemen, he talks about Tupac Shakur and his mother. He talks about Tupac's incidences and his passing. I know that this guy was working mostly alone for two years. I know that he has hundreds and hundreds of... Hours of cutting room floor tape and everything that he was doing. He was doing hypernormalization, finishing up um, Swan Lake when he was um, working on this particular film. It's been almost two years. 
This is a problem with this. He made two sentences about Tupac. We don't know who killed Tupac. Which is half truth. He was arrested for and sentenced for rape of a minor. That one was a lie. That one was a lie. Everybody knew that one was a lie. And and this is a huge mistake by Mr. Curtis. He needs to fetch that. That one was a lie. He was falsely, he was put in prison and basically falsely accused and they had to do tamper it down. If he just said the actual thing coming from the actual report after in the aftermath and what the woman actually said about what happened on that day, then I would have said, okay. He made two inferences to Tupac that he was trying to become a certain way on this side and trying to do it, but he was causing all the problems there. No, 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 no. Mr. Curtis, I respect you too much. No, no. He did not mention Biggie. He did not mention a whole thing with MTV. He did not mention a whole thing with the West Coast, West Coast War. He did not mention any of it. I understand he trying to put a, a narrative about his mother and his aunt and the, and why he was seen as the prince of the Black Panthers and all that narrative. That thing don't fly with me. That, that thing is just, no, 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 no. That thing don't fly with me. Too cursory on it, trying to fit certain things together. Mm-mm. No, no. That part with his mother and all the rest of it and the way she was cheated out, I get that part. He has that correct. The history, no, 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 no. Much deeper, much deeper. Big mistake there, but I understand. He had to, it was eight hours. I understand it, but he made some humongous mistakes with the Tupac side of the story there. When it came to China, when it came to Hong Kong, when it came to the way the BBC, his own company, stated his stated his situation about Hong Kong and all the rest of these things. When he said that it was factually true, there was these particular things that happened. You must realize that the reason he's going after China and the reason why we're in the situation that you're in, you must go and look at the documentary, It Feel Good Man, to understand aspects of the story. You must see other particular things from aspects of the story. 
He doesn't want to say the dark shit about what is going on in China with Hong Kong. He doesn't want to say he only has one third of the story with that. He only has one third of the story. And I feel as though it did a disservice. This woman here, he got it right about the Shanghai thing, but he forgets. He's jumping. He's jumping. He's jumping to reach a conclusion about what happened in the war, that sort of thing. He he, he jumped. And then the whole thing was Stalin trying to, how are we going to control this girl? His narrative is, is that women played a role in the emotional and in the emotional issues that we're now suffering today that we can't find a new way out of the problems that we seek. At least he got it half right. But he tries to defend women at the same light. Nope. Nope. In one sense, you have to understand that the reason why we have the problems that we have in China is because of her. Is because of Mao Zedong's wife. Mao Zedong was, you may have did, but she was the force. This was the reason. She was the main reason. Kojima had implied this with Eva in Metal Gear Solid 3. He implied this. He implied it, but he, I don't want to go too far, but he implied this. And one of the reasons why that I feel as though that Curtis gave too many outs to a lot of these women here, and especially with the, I'm going to get to the the concern about the prostitute and the, owner i'm gonna get to that in a minute that 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 part pissed me off that won't piss me off the thing that i'm going to make this clear is that sometimes when you're doing sometimes with these documentaries when you're seeing things in a new lens, when you're seeing things in a new way, you tend to say, oh, poor damn, this, that, and the other thing. But when you reach a certain level and understanding and how things work, you begin to realize that they were just caught up in some deep shit, these men with these females. They were some caught up in some deep, deep, deep motherfucking hor- horrendous problems a lot of these women came from broken homes some of them didn't but a lot of them came from homes that you know their mothers weren't there their mothers were not attentive that sort of thing there is some wild shit that these men do too 
bullying connected to the Vonage manuscript for some reason because of the daughter. That's wild. I didn't know that. Very wild. But it's right there in Wikipedia. It's shocking. And that same woman tried to be the anti Ayn Rand. Which is messed up to think about because the anti Ayn Rand, Mrs. Bull, the daughter of the guy that brought the bullying procedure, did the anti Ayn Rand for the communists what Ayn Rand did with the capitalists. So we're now living a world where. Ayn Rand pushed Britain in America in one direction, but Mrs. Bull pushed China and Russia in the other direction. I think this is something that um, Kojima, if you're playing video games and you know what, but I think this is, this is something that Kojima was trying to imply about these two women, Ayn Rand and all the rest of these things. And Mrs. Bull, that they're pretty much anagrams of the boss in in a certain way. And it's wild to think that that might be the truth. The truth, it might be stranger than fiction in a certain sense because they talk about the, the boss's father connected to computing and all the rest of it. It's some crazy shit, real crazy shit. And that the philosophers were the ones that started all these things, the conspiracy, the the whole Illuminati thing they were talking about in Metal Gear Solid 1 and all the rest of it. Uh, it's strange that I'm connecting it to all of this because it's pretty much the same thing. They're all trying to tell you the same motherfucking story. Motherfuckers fucked up. Motherfuckers fall woman that they already have chosen them. It is a story about how... We are led by those that we thought had, had much more, but really didn't have much. They really were superficial at the end of the day. It's a, it's a, it's a sad reality that we live in. But let me get to the prostitution thing, then we can move on from there. And we can end this little missive. I'm going to make this real fucking clear for everybody involved. He put black people in that particular owner put black people right next to prostitutes by purpose. On purpose. He did it on purpose. He admitted that. If it was just black people there, mixed with other working class, other working class people there, there would be no problems. There would be absolutely no problems. When he put the prostitutes there, he was trying to make a point. That was the bad point to make. You don't put prostitutes there. That gives a horrendous perception. This is another thing that that Mr. Curtis kind of missed. Look, 
You can't put people who want to have a better life in that particular country right next to the prostitutes that you always put out because of bullshit and what have you. You give the perception to people that, oh yeah, he is the outsider. Oh yeah, then that's the prostitutes. Oh, this motherfucker's a bad man. Hello? You don't defend prostitution at all. I don't care what anybody says. You don't do it in a documentary. You don't do it in any motherfucking form. It was a bad look. Of course this guy will be seen as evil. Hello? Is anybody listening? Does anybody care? Another miss by Mr. Curtis. Those are the three misses. Outside of that, it was a fine, it was a fine documentary. Now, the whole way thing with racism and all that kind is kind of woke in certain places, but too much evidence in the history of both countries. Mm-mm. I'm gonna let that slide. Now, a lot of people might get might be angry with that, but I have to let that slide a little bit, even though it's a little bit towards the woke side and all the rest of it, which I don't agree with. But there's too much evidence against both Britain and the United States to say, uh-uh, this is, this is what happened. I'll let that slide. I'll let that slide. That's that's a part of the history y'all gonna have to deal with. You still haven't dealt with. But those other three things, uh-uh, you made too many big mistakes on that one. Outside of that, fascinating film, fascinating documentary, if you have a, a BBC iPlayer, go watch it there. There's other places you can see it, though, but it's a fascinating film, nevertheless, and it does give the history of the world and how it has ended up to the place that it is with that. I will see it later on, and I'll give more details when we get back to the regular episodes in the next upcoming weeks. Thank you for listening. This is Nobit Hollerback. Thank you for listening for the bonus. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcasts Added, Stitchers, Overlay, and others. And wherever you get your radio shows, we will see you guys next week with an all-new episode of Beyond This Earth. We're going to part four. It's more of a story-based one. It's going to be a little bit shorter than the other three. Got a lot of things to put in now. This is a big day for us. So... Thank you for listening, and we will see you guys next week.